friends, to another episode of Answer the Call podcast. This is your host, Emily Gallagher. I am really excited today. I have one of my very good friends and slightly newer friends here in LA on the podcast. We have my beautiful girl, Jen Esker. Now, we have become friends a little more recently. We have a lot of similar friends here in the circle in LA. And um, Jen, as you will see and hear on the podcast, is an absolute expert in all things movement and body and functional health and wellness. Um, and I love to train. So Jen and I started to train together. And so we train at the moment a couple times a week together, which is super awesome. Just really, really doing amazing workouts. We're currently working on my splits and my pull-ups. So I'm really excited about that. And I love having a great friend who just loves to get it and just do some really good work in the gym plus the bonus is that she is the queen of form so I know that I'm doing everything right which is a massive massive treat and she just lives right around the corner from me and which in LA is a really big bonus because you want to live as close as you can to your friends otherwise you just basically won't see them (laughs) but today um we dive into all things health and wellness, body, body image, relationships. Um, Jen navigated a relatively public um, relationship as well as breakup and has now called in the most amazing man in her life. Um, but we talk about trusting our intuition as it comes to relationships and men and also how to really cultivate a powerful, beautiful trusting relationship with our bodies and with our intuition and that inner sense of knowing right this podcast is all about answering the call and so we speak about how can we really cultivate that that trusting that knowing that that relationship with our body to really use that as a guiding pillar in our life super super important and something being it's something that's been a really really big journey for me as well Um, We did have a little bit of a technical mishap (laughs) at a certain point of um, the podcast. So the microphones were doing some interesting things. Um, And so at minute 24 until about minute 36... I, my microphone switched off. So it sounds like I'm really far away. We did as best as we can. Um, My editor did the best that she could with really tweaking that audio. But when it gets to that section, you just have to turn it up for a second when I'm speaking. But to be fair, Jen's speaking most of the time. So it it shouldn't be too much of an issue, but just a little bit of a disclosure for those sort of 10 to 12 minutes. It does go a little funky, but it rectifies itself and um, comes back online. So without further ado, let me just tell you a little more in more professional terms who Jen is. So Jen is a PT and a doctor. She's a doctor as well, which I dive into. Um, Is an internationally renowned physical therapist who specializes in helping people overcome chronic pain and maximize physical performance. As the founder of two transformative programs, the Mobility Method and the Optimal Body, she brings a unique whole body approach to strength, mobility, and pain-free living. In 2019, Jen was named one of the top 50 most influential healthcare professionals. No biggies, guys. Um, Jen's easily accessible approach has garnered her more than half a million followers on social media and more than 5 million views of her health and fitness videos. Jen has been featured in Shape Magazine, Self Magazine, Men's Fitness, and Muscle and Fitness. And by the time this comes out, there may be another one to add to that list. She's also appeared on CBS, The Rise Podcast with Rachel Hollis and more. When she's not busy making videos, she's doing breathwork or acro yoga with her boyfriend, who is also a doctor of physical therapy, and they live together in Los Angeles, California. So without further ado, I want to get into today's episode. And of course, as always, I would absolutely love, 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 love if you would subscribe to the podcast and leave a rating and review. And if you love this episode, I would absolutely love if you would Um, share it on social let us know what you love or let us know what you took away from the episode and tag myself and Jen whose um, account and all of the things is down below in the show notes so now let's get into the episode Dr. Jen Fett. <laughs> Hi. I feel like it's like, I just, you know, people by Instagram names, know. you know, like people sometimes come up to me and like call me Conscious Boss. And I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. that's definitely not my name, but. <laughs> but you'll take it. Exactly. I mean, yes, totally I am it. a Conscious Boss. <laughs> that's true. And you are definitely a doctor of being fit let me tell you right now <laughs> I don't know about that, but it worked at the time I'm super excited to have you here Thank and you, share you with my audience and the peeps um 
we have just literally we're, sit, we're sitting here in my apartment in LA sipping on our protein shakes after yes. a very good workout that we yes. just did <laughs> so Jen is like my literally my favorite workout buddy um not just because we have amazing workouts but also because you're like the queen of form and like making sure we're doing all the things we just did about six minutes of split stretching yeah we did splits <laughs> we get our mobility in with our strength yes so you are yeah I mean the you are not just my favorite workout buddy but also just like the queen of really focusing on health from like holistic and optimal perspective so I'm really excited to have you here and dive into a, a lot of things but maybe just give us a little bit of an insight as to like because you're a doctor which is badass I love that <laughs> just casually but tell us a little bit about like what you're a doctor of like just give me a little bit of the actual synopsis of you like professionally perfect um yeah so I'm a doctor of physical mm -hmm. therapy which is why I talk about all things on the body yes <laughs> yes but my Instagram actually started to grow when I was in grad school mm -hmm. and it was all fitness okay. stuff so yeah. it was like growing into my calisthenic journey and mm -hmm. competing and mm -hmm. then finding acro yoga and other movers and stuff like that so it was very much based around fitness so yeah. that's why when I became a doctor of physical therapy mm -hmm. I was like well I want people to to know that I know more than just like handstands, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which you're and very good at. As I well. actually spent a lot of money and a yes. lot of hard work to yes. get my my degree. So I changed my handle to Doc Gen Fit. Girl, if I was a doctor, I'd be telling you everybody would be knowing that. <laughs> I'm like, by the way, it's Doctor Emily Gallagher to you, okay? <laughs> so, girl, I get that. <laughs> yeah. So it's been it's been an amazing journey because, like, to go into PT school, mm -hmm. and literally, I used to say, business poof, that's over my head. Right. Like, I was always like, oh, I'm gonna work for someone else. Mm. I taught Pilates at the time too, so I loved. That yep. and, and and helping people with that. So I thought, okay, I'll do like women's health therapy where I can, you know, work on mostly women because that's majority of who's going to go to Pilates training and then, yep. you know, infuse that with with physical therapy and work for someone else. Mm -hmm. Like that was just always my thing. Mm -hmm. And then I went in and shadowed some like women's health therapist, which is now called pelvic health because men have that too. Yes. <laughs> we were having that conversation yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. So I shadowed one of those and I was like, mm, maybe not for me. Mm. <laughs> it's just a lot. I think everyone needs to know about pelvic floor therapy, yeah. but it wasn't going to be my path. Right. And then as I started working as a physical therapist in the clinic, I just realized really quickly, like, this is not my path. Right. There's so much more that I want to do and so much more that I want to help with. And yeah. as my social media started to grow, mm -hmm. I had the opportunity to be able to help people all over the world. Yeah. So it's been an amazing journey. I love that. And I love because, you know, this podcast is all about answering the call, right? Which is like, again, and we'll dive more into that and in other aspects of our life later on the podcast. But it's really about like listening to those little knowings and having yeah. those experiences because I think it could be very easy to kind of just start walking a specific path and then just like, oh, this is kind of what everyone's doing. So I'll stay here. But it takes courage and bravery to actually sort of explore something and then say, I feel like there's more though. And this isn't quite it. So, yeah. uh, you know, I, I'm sure back then, tell me if I'm wrong, you wouldn't have necessarily thought that you would end up here. <laughs> oh, definitely not. Yeah. And I would even have people who would tell me like, oh, like, why don't you want to do your own thing or do this or do that? Yeah. And other people saw it for me before yeah. I necessarily saw it myself, but I had to come to it on my own. Yes. If I would have jumped too soon, mm -hmm. I just don't know what the path would have been. And maybe yeah. it would have been as beautiful and happened even sooner, but it needed to happen on my own time. Yes. And that's something that I like to set up for people too. Like even when I was back teaching Pilates mm -hmm. and I was in school and I would have clients bless their heart. They're so amazing. <laughs> and they would be like, oh, I see you on a billboard. I see you with a book. And mm. I'm like, what are you even talking about wow. right now? Like I couldn't even fathom yeah. that. And then, you know, just continuing to meet people, I started to discover that there was a chiropractor who was working on her own and mm -hmm. treating her own clients. And mm -hmm. I was like, is this possible? Right. You know, and just exploring like, and so I would ask her questions mm -hmm. and I would just start to like it would start to open my mind like okay there's more than what they teach in PT school <laughs> there's more than right. you know what 
what the norm is saying that I'm supposed yeah. to do. Yeah. And let me just start to explore. Mm-hmm. So while I worked my full-time job, I actually took clients on the side yep. at a CrossFit as well. So yep. the days that I got off work early, which meant that I was working 6.30 in the morning till 3.30, mm-hmm. and then I would go and go to the CrossFit and treat a, mm-hmm. a few clients after that. Take notes, people. <laughs> <laughs> but that's where I'm like, let me have proof that this works yeah. and that this is really where, where I want to go into. Yeah. And so I started building my own clientele on the side mm-hmm. before I was like, okay, it was actually when I had a shoot with Strong Fitness Magazine. Okay. It happened to be on a Saturday, yeah. but it hit me suddenly of like, what if it wasn't on a Saturday and I couldn't just take off work? Right. Like, yes. Now that yep. I have my own clients on the side, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. Now is my time yes. to just jump mm-hmm. and see what happens. Yes, sister. And so I literally, after that shoot, I text my bosses. There's three of them that own the clinic. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I like, I need to talk on Monday. Yep. And yep. one of them texts back immediately, like, like, please oh, don't shit. leave. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I try to warn him, like, I would help you with social media. I would do all these different things. And no one was, like, biting. So yeah. Monday I went in and literally was like, okay, I have to give a week's notice because I have a lot to figure out. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah right. <laughs> because now, like, I have my own clients, but I need to figure out, like, legally is everything okay? And, yeah. you know, all the things. So. Yeah. I gave him a week's notice. Yeah, it's not long. <laughs> no, which is usually two weeks. Okay. Uh, Still not long. But it ended up being okay, and we left on good terms and everything. But, you know, it just it continued to show me, like, I'm not going to jump when someone tells me to. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do it when it feels right for me. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. listening to that, knowing that, like, internal switch of, yes. like, now is the time. Yep. I'm going to text him now. Like, I'm done. Yes. And... And it just, it like all unfolded so perfectly at the time. I was talking to a girlfriend and saying like, I'm going to leave and do my own. I don't know if I'm going to do house calls or work at a gym. And she was like, oh, there's a new opening at the gym. Mm -hmm. Like come bring your table. They'll let you treat. And I was like, oh my God. Right. Like it just all panned out. Oh my God. And it goes back to when the time was right for Mm -hmm. my body, for me, not for someone else Mm -hmm. telling me when to, but Mm -hmm. for me. Oh, girl. Oh, my God. There's like a thousand segues there and it's <laughs> a thousand things. Uh, but I, I really do think um, that's such an important message for everybody because it's like it's like your mom or people can tell you, like, don't hang out with that boy down the block or like, don't do, you know, drugs, yep. don't do whatever. But it's like you still have to have your own experience to actually come to realize the lesson. So I feel like it's the same. It's actually it's the same. And you said something there, which I think is really important, too, which is, you know, what was right for my body. And I yeah. think that like maybe we can just dive into this because again there's 10,000 questions I want to ask but um I do believe and I'm sure you agree and you can dive into it like we our bodies and it's something I've only come to realize maybe in the last like six to eight months like six months to a year are so wise like there's so So much much wisdom in all of our bodies and I think like as women learning to really tap back in because I know for me I'm going to throw the mic to you to speak to it in a minute but for me, like for spending so many years disconnected from my body because I was obsessed with trying to be a certain size. I was obsessed with telling my body it needed to work out this many hours a day. I was telling my body that it needed to eat these things. There was just no intuition. There was no like honoring because I was just like coming at everything about my body from my head. So it's like I was completely disconnected from any of my body's cues, which not just for how you want to have good health but like how you actually want to live your life like our body is like this beacon of like (laughs) wisdom so I would love for you to maybe like speak to your experience of that or even like from a you know obviously optimal health point of view because you're sitting over here nodding your head so I know know. (laughs) this is so maybe you can speak to that because I think it's a really important journey that women need to go on and men um but also I think women we're a lot more intuitive and we also have a lot more dysfunction around our relationship with our body so maybe you can kind of go where you want to go with that yeah oh my goodness so <laughs> much yeah in that. it's good that we're not on video because my head was yeah, like bobbing right. <laughs> like crazy <laughs> um oh my gosh so first of all I think majority of us were not taught how to listen to our body from yeah. a very young age at least I know for me personally growing mm-hmm. up it was like well you have to eat this so that you can have this and like take two more bites or do this. Like even those little things that we Mm -hmm. don't notice, Mm -hmm. we're teaching someone 
what to just continue to push through and not how to listen. And so I so admire my sister in this too, because Mm -hmm. now that she has her own kids, as they'd say, like, my belly is full and I'm done. And if they say that, even if they've had like, not a lot. Yeah. Like she might encourage, like, are you sure? Like, is it sure. are you feeling okay? Da, da, da. Yeah. You know, she might ask more questions, but mm-hmm. she doesn't say you have to do this in order to do this. Right. Which is, it, it just, all of that is so teaching you how to be intuitive within mm. your body. Mm. Because especially for me, mm-hmm. I grew up literally having to have <laughs> gas X on hand, which is like the same as Tums. Is that like an anti, yeah. um, what is it? The For your stomach. Okay. Yeah. Antacid or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And um, I knew like my mom had stomach issues. So for me, it was like, oh, well, I just had stomach issues like my mom. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, so anything, I would eat anything that I wanted, yeah. especially because I grew up as a gymnast. So I right, could yeah. literally eat anything I yeah. wanted. We worked out four hours a day. Oh my God. <laughs> so... I would eat anything but get so, such intense ba- like stomach pains. Like I remember we'd be out to dinner and I'd have mm. to lay down in the booth. Wow. Um, I could remember like crawling upstairs because my stomach would hurt so bad. Like these were things that were just Body's no. like, hi, hi. Oh my <laughs> hi God, there. all the time. <laughs> but it was just, it. that's all I knew. Yeah. I knew like if I felt a pain, here's what I take to mask it. Mm. I wasn't taught yeah. if I have a pain. This might be a symptom of something that's exactly. happening. Exactly. <laughs> what yeah. should I do to listen to it? Mm, and that's that. the difference mm-hmm. as to how to start be- to become intuitive with your own body yeah. and understand that food affects it, sleep yeah. affects it, yeah. the air we breathe affects it, mm-hmm. the water intake we use affects it, the the movement we do affects it. The relationships we're around affects it. Oh, yeah. Every little thing mm-hmm. within our environment mm-hmm. that we consume, mm-hmm. even just looking at that we consume, yep. it all affects our physical health mm-hmm. yeah. and our the health of our bodies. And so if we can start just, just listening, mm-hmm. becoming more aware. You don't mm-hmm. have to judge it. You don't have yep. to say, like, what was wrong, good or bad. Yep. If you don't sleep as well, how do you feel the next day? Mm-hmm. Start to observe it. Maybe yep. you even start to take journals. Yep. If you eat certain things, maybe you're like, I don't know which one kind of affected me more. Which mm-hmm. one made me feel bloated? Mm-hmm. Which one made me feel pain? I don't know right now, so I'm just going to start to take a journal yep. and just start to look at the difference. Like, oh, look at I was eating these things, and I was constantly having pain, mm. and then I wasn't, and yeah. I didn't have pain. Yeah. And if we just started to look at what fuels me mm-hmm. rather than you know what am I told that I need to be doing yeah because yeah. every time we're told we need to be doing something then we're not we're getting away from listening to ourselves again yeah. over and over and over again and so it's that process of coming back into the listening rather than the masking mm. of pain mm. any kind of pain signal anything that's happening within our body it's just your body's way of talking to you and I always say that within a conversation the most important part of a conversation is the listening portion. Mm. Because if you're listening to me, you're Mm. saying you're worth listening to. Mm. But that's Mm. the same thing for our body, right? Mm -hmm. If my body is talking to me, I get to say you're worth listening to. Mm. And that is like the ultimate act of self-care, self-love. Yes. Oh, sister, yes. But I love this because, I mean, again, like answering the call, like that is what this is about. And if we don't have a – like a – Again, it's like, what can we do to stack the decks in our favor, right? Like, how can we, like, having a finely tuned body, and, you know, I want to just preface this too with, like, you know, and I've shared this on podcast episodes about openly about, like, my journey with my body and how, like, I feel a lot more available to be able to um, even make some of these tweaks now, like, even starting to train with you. Like, I I didn't really train, like, I was used to work out all the time, like, obsessive, about working out three or four hours a day, you know, walk everywhere, just all the things. And when I finally like went on to this journey with my body to like heal the dysfunction of just like being so obsessed with dieting and all the th- all the things, um, like I didn't train for like two years nearly. Like all I did was walk basically because my body was literally just like, nah, <laughs> no, like not into it, you know. And it feels so awesome to be back just really training hard again and just loving it. But also it's coming from such a different place. Like I feel good. It's not like I've got to do this so I can do that. I just am really enjoying like, you know, working hard again and just my body is saying yes, you know, and I'm kind of listening to that. And I think that, you know, even even factoring in like, 
how how I felt about my body before or what foods were impacting like I, I wasn't even available for that in my head because I was so untrained with that so maybe there's even a couple of like starting points and you kind of gave some like journaling even just starting to notice actually you kind of already gave a few pointers um no but I think that's important yeah. and and you have to understand where's the come from of what I'm approaching this yeah. with yeah. am I wanting to work out because I'm disgusted with how I'm feeling mm-hmm. am I wanting to yeah. work out because I'm looking in the mirror and I'm holding fat mm-hmm. am I wanting to work out because I'm looking through Instagram and I'm seeing oh but how can she look like that and I yep. look like this yeah so it's that come from yeah because if you're going to constantly Constantly be in this trying to fight this way that you want to look. You're constantly kind of in this this state of stress. We don't change in a state of stress. We don't change in a state of hate and and forcing and tension and Mm. and like oh like hate like just I said that again. But but (laughs) we don't change from Mm -hmm. that state. Mm -hmm. We have to be able to come back into that parasympathetic, that rest, relax, digest of like oh, hey, look at you. Like, right. you can move. Yep. Look at how easily you got out of bed today. You rolled over. Yep. You stood on two feet. You're standing. You're reaching overhead. Like, yeah. how freaking amazing is that? Because not everyone can do that right. at all. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until really, like, when I was in grad school and we got to work with people who have cerebral palsy, amputees, mm-hmm. all of that. Mm-hmm. And when I saw this man who has cerebral palsy, mm-hmm. lives in a wheelchair, but lives completely on his own. Like mm-hmm. he can't even speak because the motor control in his mouth doesn't work. Wow. But he's intelligent, super smart. Mm. And he, watching him get down from his wheelchair and show us how he put on his shoes and his shirt and stuff looks painful because mm. all the contractures around his body. Yeah. And it takes a lot of time. Yeah. And you just want to get down there and help <laughs> him, right? right? But he's like, no. Got it? Done. Yep. And then he pulls himself back into his wheelchair and he lives on his own, mm-hmm. does everything on his own. And when he got too big to lift himself back into his wheelchair, he started swimming with his physical therapist so yes. that he could lose weight. Yes. And that's, I continue to go back to that reminder of like, he is using his full physical capacity mm-hmm. instead of saying, look at my contractures, look at what I can't do. I can't even speak. I can't even do this. Yeah. I have to live in a wheelchair rather than living on that. Mm-hmm. He was like, but I can pull myself back up but I can put on my shoes but I can live on my own Mm -hmm. and when we shift that to instead of what I can't do Mm -hmm. and we shift it to what I can do instead of what I don't have and we shift it to what I do have Mm -hmm. and then we move into our body in that space Mm -hmm. it is a 100% different come from Mm -hmm. and you're going to feel it so differently in your body when you go just take a walk when you go eat with a friend when you go whatever it may be when you're coming from what I do have and what I can do like that is key and so maybe that starts with journaling Mm -hmm. and and noticing or maybe it's asking a friend for support when I was coming out of you know my whole self-negative talk Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I did it yep all the time I would get what? ready even you with all of your followers and all of your beautiful uh, body yeah right. I was oh, the most human. critical okay. of myself of like yeah. getting ready in the morning and being like oh this looks bad oh this is oh my hair oh I'm fat yeah. oh, d- yeah. like all the things mm-hmm. and not needing anyone to say anything yeah it was just that was yeah. normal to me mm-hmm. literally didn't even notice it it was yeah. so normal yeah And so it took me writing two to three things I loved about myself every day Mm -hmm. and asking for accountability and support. Mm. If you hear me say anything negative about myself, Mm. can you make me switch it? Mm -hmm. And if I hear you say anything negative about yourself, I'm going to make you switch it. I love that. And being in that environment, again, your environment, surrounding yourself with how am I speaking to myself? How are my friends speaking about themselves? Mm -hmm. And how can we all grow together? Yeah. Oh, girl, again, 10,000 segues. And I love this because firstly, environment, yes, absolutely everything. I mean, when you're around everybody, we're like talking bad about yourselves and talking bad about your lives, talking bad about others, like is the is the standard thing and that becomes standard. But it's the same thing with the flip side. And I think that something for me anyway has been interesting is like it's we're, we're so good at deflecting too. So even when we receive a compliment or something like that, we're so trained in just deflecting, I think probably because we're so used to looking at ourselves in the mirror and just think, like you just said, thinking all the bad things. So when someone even does give us a compliment, it doesn't even land because we're so trained and we're just like, and we're not comfortable with even receiving. And I've actually really enjoyed 
playing with that, like really expanding my capacity to receive, expanding my capacity, like especially through like dating and with guys, but also with friends and just receiving when people want to give and receiving a compliment and letting it just land. And it's crazy that that's something we have to train ourselves to do, but we really do. And I really just want to underline the difference, like you said, that you will feel in your body when you change that come from. Like it really is such a, I mean, honestly, I think that because I, I know that, like you just said, we all have women have such a interesting experience of our bodies, right? And, and you have to be so conscious and discerning too. Like when I was retraining myself, like I had to unfollow any of the accounts that were triggering. I had to retrain myself to see different bodies as beautiful. I had to change my environment, my visual environment to actually even just start to crack open like, oh, yeah, different versions of beauty, you know, and and it's interesting. And I remember one of my first coaches when I started diving into like the food freedom thing and stuff like that said to me, like, it's not even necessarily that through this your body will change. It'll just be how you see your body that will change. And I could not agree more. Like the like I feel really fit and healthy right now, probably the fittest I've been for like a few years, um, but from such a different place. But like, yeah, it's so true. Like you don't actually have to change the, the body doesn't have to change. You don't have to get to the place you think you're trying to get to. And this isn't just with your body. This is in any area of your life. It's how you feel about the thing that changes. Like I look in the mirror now and I'm like, yeah, girl. And like obviously not all the time, every day, right? But generally across the board, I feel really good. But it's not that my body's changed so drastically. It's just my experience of it that's changed. Ditto. Right? Ditto. Wild. It is. It's so crazy. And you're going to even look at just the appreciation of photos. And yep. like I go to photos a lot too because it's like usually we take a photo with someone and what's the first thing we do? <laughs> we look at ourselves. Totally. How do oh, I look? Of course, yeah. <laughs> Rather than, it. <laughs> and so it's a practice for me too yeah. of like, okay, wait, look at who I'm with. Look at the scenery that yeah. I'm in. Like uh-huh. rather than critique the photo, yeah. how can, and, and myself, yeah. how can I appreciate the mm-hmm. moment yeah. and be present in that experience yeah. and continuing? And it's, like, I think, I love that you said, you know, it's, in general, it's like that. Is it like that every day? Right. No. Yeah. It's a choice to choose it. Yes. Again and yeah. again and again yes. and again. Yes. And again. It is not something that magically switches mm-hmm. one day, mm-hmm. right? It's it's that you build that awareness over time and then mm-hmm. every single day, every single time you look in a mirror, you're going to choose something different. Yeah. And I think accepting that and having compassion to that mm-hmm. and not waiting for some magical moment yep. Yep. <laughs> is key, yep. you know, and that's the process and, and the compassion yep. that you should be taking into your body. Mm-hmm. When I'm working with people in pain, the first step that we're working on is compassion. Yeah. Thank you, body, mm-hmm. for feeling this mm-hmm. pain, mm-hmm. because without feeling this, I don't know how to... Yep how to address something that I could be neglecting. I don't know when something else could be internally wrong. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I step on a nail, if I don't feel pain. Mm -hmm. I have to feel pain. Mm. So thank you, body, for allowing me to feel this pain Mm. right now. I love that. And first coming to the compassion Mm -hmm. and then addressing, okay, when am I seeing this pain? When am I noticing this pain? Especially for the people that I see mostly now, it's mostly chronic type pain Um, in the clinic I would see a lot of acute you know like oh acute injury I just hit something I broke or you know whatever it may be I uh, tore my ACL I I did some kind of traumatic injury and this is the result Mm -hmm. and then sometimes I would see chronic pain patients but I wouldn't be able to dive in with them the the way that I really want to which is now I get to because I have a whole hour and a half with them Mm -hmm. and I really get to it, a lot of it you don't realize is we're talking a, a ton. There's nothing that I'm magically going to do that's going to fix you. No clinician, unless they're an orthopedic surgeon, is magically going to fix you. We're all going to facilitate the pathway into your own body. And so it is a... <laughs> Unfortunately not. <laughs> and that's everything. Like, we don't build businesses unless we do work in it. We don't lose weight unless we're consistent with how we're addressing every area of our life we don't like nothing we're not going to get out of pain that's probably built up over time unless I start to shift habits 
and look at my body differently and address it differently and appreciate the things that I've been neglecting. And so if I can start going into that, then I can start taking real power back into my own hands and realizing no one's putting you back into alignment. It's not a thing. We're all talking to the nervous system. I'm not going to mad. I don't have magic hands and I feel like I do for a moment, but it's really just addressing your nervous system. And if I can make your nervous system feel safe for that moment, I can help to decrease that moment of pain. But unless you're going to rely on me 24 seven, it's not going to actually fix anything. I love this because what's coming to me when we're talking about this is just irrelevant because you know, it's out there thinking like, oh, I don't have chronic pain or oh, da, da, da. Firstly, you probably do. Like, I've had chronic shoulder knots for my entire life. Like, you know, today we're saying my knees are sore. And, like, I think we all just have come used to dealing with some yeah. pain in our bodies. We think it's, like, normal and natural, which is um, not the case. But then also what is coming to me is really about, um, you know, it's about so much more than just our body. Like everything that we're saying now, even about pain and alignment and listening, like all of this is about every area of your life. And yeah. Like the more finely tuned we get our body also allows us to more finely tune our lives because it is such a vehicle for listening to intuition. 100%. Like even in 2018, I can say that's over a year ago now, yeah. <laughs> um, I got shingles. And luckily, I did not have the pain that comes with shingles. So that's why I didn't think it was shingles. I got like this rash on my side. And I've had kind of like a little bit of a stomach rash before. And that's due to the sweat from being in my workout clothes too long. (laughs) So I thought it was the same thing. Um, And then so I waited like a month. I was putting like cortisol cream on it and stuff, things that would normally make it go away. Went into the derm and she was like, oh, shingles. And I'm like, oh, great. (laughs) Like I knew I was stressed. I knew that I was not happy because at the time I had also sought out a therapist for the person that I was with as well. And I was not okay. I was not okay at all. And it felt literally, I, this is what I told the therapist. Yeah. This is what I told the therapist. I said, it feels like there's a little girl in me that's screaming to be heard. And I don't feel like I'm getting seen. Because even with going to that therapist with the, the couple thing that I was doing, I was being told, you're strong, you're good, read the Bible. Like things that wouldn't resonate with me or really help me move forward in a place that I felt like I wanted to. And so I felt not seen, not heard. Yeah. And it was you know, I think a buildup of like four years of not feeling seen and finally being able to come to a place where I'm doing all the things where I'm trying. I'm doing things that I think are supposed to be the right thing to do. But what I was actually not doing, (laughs) yeah, was really listening and accepting. Like this isn't my place. And rather than accepting that, I was fighting it. And so it was, it showed up on my body. Let's dial into this because, you know, what you're alluding to here, for those of you that don't know, is obviously you had, you know, a relatively, I guess you could say, public um, relationship and then obviously a split. And I think that, you know, that's not necessarily what's super important here. What I think is really important to dial into is, is this fighting and this pushing and Mm -hmm. this internal knowing that essentially was a nod, right? Because we can all relate to that. I know that I had that in my last relationship that I didn't necessarily trust it because I didn't want to know. I didn't want that to be the truth. Exactly. And I think that in all areas of our life, whether it's in relationships, whether it's in jobs or trying to do a business or again, just like, like right now, I've felt that feeling with my business but not knowing what that next thing is so like not like oh okay intuition but like what is it but you so it's scary to trust trust that inner knowing so maybe you can kind of speak to um you know the what you felt and then and then maybe the lesson on the outside when you really realize oh I could or even should have trusted that internal knowing because I think again this is what we're talking about when we're talking about answering the call that is the call that little tiny thing but because it's not tangible it can be hard for people to do so maybe you can kind of speak to your experience of trusting that and cultivating like a deeper connection to that yeah 
God, that was so hard. I was in a place where I just, I mean, being completely frank and real, I felt gaslighted. So I felt like I, in order to push this feeling away, I had to just accept the situation as is. But also, I wanted to stay. So that was me being stubborn (laughs) and not listening to myself and saying, okay, well, if I'm going to stay and I'm going to choose this situation, I have to accept it. I have to accept that I'm not going to have the things that I really want. I have to accept that this just is and I have to get over it like I have to. I mean, that that is the other choice, right? You you either have to 100% just accept the situation or you get out and you leave and you realize that that's not your situation. But I wasn't willing to do that. I was afraid of doing that. Well, yeah, this is what I want to ask. Like, why were you unwilling to? Because this is, this is important. Because, like, yeah. We can know yeah. something is not giving us what we need, but still choose it. Yes. So why did we do that? Because like, <laughs> I, I needed more lessons. <laughs> Um, for me, I really think it was, um, God, especially going back into relationships, you're, what I had been told, I don't want to say what you are told, I, I was told is that they're hard work, they're sacrifice, you don't always get what you want, and, and you just continue to, to do. And so I had already, because me and this person, like we had broken up for a period of time, then we were back. And so when with getting back, I, it was always the wrong decision. <laughs> I'm sorry to tell you, don't do it. Um, so with getting back together, it was this like, okay, this is it then. Like, if we're going to go back in, you are my person, we're going to get married. And I, when I commit, like, okay, done, committed, <laughs> like I am in. And so that is what I had already decided. And I held on to this hope that that person told me that would happen as well. Even though they were wishy-washy, they were not really, they were not committed. But I held on to that, but they said it once. But they, but the possibility of what they say can happen is there, uh huh. Because I was holding on to the possibility of what I wanted to happen so bad, and the committed and the stubbornness of this is what I already decided, and this is what everyone is telling me is good to do, so I'm staying. And so I allowed that to be my truth, where really my body was trying to clearly tell me something else. <laughs> And it wasn't until I got slapped in the face with truth of clearly this is not my person. Um, And for me, that came in a form of like disloyalty within the relationship. And I, I needed to know it that way. I needed to learn it that way. And that was my lesson. And I'm blessed to have learned it that way, even though it was the hardest thing to experience. It was also the greatest thing that ever happened to me because it was in literally like in that moment where it was like freedom of like oh and it was like this shift in my mindset of this realization of like oh my god I knew not that but I I just I knew like my body knew I knew that this wasn't right and holy crap I can trust myself it was this powerful although hard and painful just so powerful to be like oh my god I can trust myself I can trust myself and I can also trust that if I am this person I know that I can find someone who can mirror me and it was and rather than I know what happens in a lot of those situations I can't trust anyone see that proved me right I am not good enough I am not this but instead what that taught me was that I allowed myself to be in a position where I was made to feel that I am not enough. I have to accept because I will not get anything that I want. And so I need to, I am not patient enough. I am not this enough. And every time I say I'm not whatever enough, I'm not this enough. I am continuing to repeat the pattern for myself that I am not enough. And so I chose to stay in that situation. That's on me. And 
that was my greatest lesson. And so continuing to come out of that and be like, listen, someone else's choices and what they decide to do, (laughs) not on me. I know what I do. I know my choices and I know who I am as a person. And I know that I can get that in a mirror. And so I was like determined. This is what I want. This is what I know I can have. This is what I get. And then it came. Oh, <laughs> so good. And I wanted to add into that because I want to talk about this and also as it pertains to your business too. But I also want to just kind of like acknowledge you in this, in the ownership, right? Because it's like, this is these subtleties in people's stories and these subtleties in the results that people create in their life come from these moments and the, the, the choice that you make and how you want to respond. And it's like, like you said, like the option to go, I can't trust anyone and fuck everyone and men are assholes and da, 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 and they- Oh, so we can cuss. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was holding back. Yeah. No, no, you never hold back. Okay, never. noted. So, you know, like, but these are the these are the opportunities because this and this is really like the philosophy of answer the call is like we're life is always sending us what we need. We're always being guided to that next lesson, that next opportunity, that next thread, that next insight. But and when we can trust in ourselves to to be able to hold what we're being sent and also trust in life and know that like we're being sent everything that we need to evolve and expand, then we can look at things so differently. So like you, how you chose to react. To um, take what was your lesson to learn out of that has been the reason why you have now manifested the love that you have which is amazing because if we continuously point the finger out there we're never available for oh like you said I chose that I let that happen I allowed that and why why was my self-worth that low that I thought that that was what I deserve because that's really what it comes down to if we're staying in something that we know in our heart isn't really what we are really desiring it's a reflection of our self-worth especially mm-hmm. as it pertains to relationships for sure so the fact that you chose that and you moved through that and you healed and you did the work essentially even though you know to just really see you know then you managed to call in your amazing your amazing <laughs> oh, man and I know I you're so happy which is so beautiful and you know we were speaking about this um, at uh, the gym the other day just about how like and we'll, we'll kind of dial into this around the business side of things too because you and you and Dom um your new boo yeah. um you're kind of, it's like kind of hilarious like you're you know there was a, obviously at one point with your previous relationship like this clutching of like I've committed and this is what it is and you're going to be the person and this is what I believe is the right thing because it was you know versus now the universe has sent you this like person who's so aligned like you guys are both like well he's a like a doctor of physical therapy too right like yep you guys are like the mirror images of each other it's, it's crazy crazy it's insane and again it's just like trusting that like again and this is we're talking about relationships but this is anything in life like when you know in your the intuition that's saying there's something else but you don't know what it is just knowing that knowing that is enough knowing that you deserve more is enough and having enough trust that like there's something even better waiting and you just got sent like and it's not about better or worse in terms of a person but it's just like alignment like this person is so much better for you exactly yeah so talk to me a little bit about your new boo like I know you guys met like in an industry like event and then also now you're kind of doing similar things so maybe just talk a little bit about calling that in yeah. So <laughs> By the way, right now she's got like the biggest grin on her face. It's adorable. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's insane. Um, yeah, we met at a physical therapy conference, yeah. which I didn't even want to go to because, I mean, I was, I was speaking at it, but I was really not looking for it. It was a smaller event and I've never been to it. And I felt well, like... Well, obviously won't mention what the event is because she <laughs> <laughs> didn't really want to go. I mean, I speak yet, but I didn't really want to be there. Like. <laughs> well, I thought it was just going to be like old PTs. Totally, and yeah. Because like, it was more about um, the association. So yeah. I thought it was going to be older PTs who are trying to hold together their association and yeah. everything. Well, there's young PTs in there as well right. that yeah. are also trying to do the work that I have not been involved in <laughs> so it was it was actually a really fun event I'm glad I went and I obviously met my human mm-hmm. um and from there it just continued to mm. evolve yeah and literally it was night one that we met and 
we all went out dancing and everything. And then he he walked me back to the hotel and we sat in the lobby and talked until 2 a.m. And I mean, we didn't kiss or anything. He hugged me by. But we dove into spirituality. We dove into how we treat, how we think about treatment with clients. We talked into family. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, it was like. Like we're already diving into all the goods Mm. of what we're both aligned with. And that's what was so crazy. Mm. And that is like if I go back to my previous relationships and I look at like the first times that we went on dates, like there was always this like, eh, I don't know. Or should I? I don't think so. Yeah. But I will because whatever. I'm (laughs) single. You know, but it was like this uncertainty and Mm -hmm. eh, it's not really like there but it's fun and yeah and it wasn't ever anything serious in Mm. fact with my last relationship I told myself um like this is fun but this will never be anything serious I committed to that in the very beginning but he pursued so hard that I was like oh it must be right totally Mm mm-hmm yeah instead of listening I knew and like, <laughs> like this isn't gonna be the thing yeah I knew from the very beginning yeah. but like I didn't allow myself to listen to that mm-hmm. so it will tell you right in the beginning stop searching I'm like for- sitting here thinking about someone I'm going on a date with in the weekend I'm like hmm maybe yeah. I shouldn't do that well it's like <laughs> like we we're forcing something because we want it to happen so bad yeah. Yeah. But don't force it. Like yeah. allow be yeah. in the allowance mm-hmm. and the flow of it all yeah and know that if someone is showing you who they are, that is who they are. Don't hold on to the possibility of what they can change into or mm-hmm. what you want them to become. Yeah. I think that is the enemy of it all, yeah. you know? And Dating I th- possibility. Yeah. And potential. Yeah. Exactly. Potential. And I mm-hmm. think, honestly, I can look back at almost all my relationships and say we were all wanting that. We were all wanting like the other person to be something that they weren't Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. rather than just who we are as individuals. And now that I'm in that and it's a freaking doctor of physical therapy, which also if there's someone very intuitive around you, listen to them. Okay. My dad. Yep. Your dad is really intuitive? Yes. Oh, you I love that. That's so cute. Like such, a not, such a dad thing at all. Exactly. It's cute. He's like very, you know, he's just Mexican, like love the Dodgers dad. <laughs> but at the same time, he's when he when he knows something I like he knows. And he knew about my last relationship very early mm. on. He told me mm-hmm. and I was just like, you don't understand. Totally. And so he even told me a really long time ago that. I would that he sees me like kind of with another physical therapist Mm -hmm. and at the time I was like no I don't want to be like competing with someone Uh or like in the same industry that sounds boring Mm -hmm. isn't that so crazy it's wild yeah it's just funny as well because it's like when we think that we know what we want like we but it's like we don't necessarily know what's going to be the best for us either because you don't necessarily know you're just chasing the wrong things you know yeah like I, I one of the things you said on a podcast that I was listening to as well which I think is important is like you know really seeking those values alignments like not just the things like you said like oh there's really into health and really into this or like does you know driven or whatever and it's like those things can all change too it's like actually looking for the things that are really truly like foundational yes alignments which I think is really really yeah um that's huge that's everything like do you want kids? Right. <laughs> That's a foundational yep. thing. Yep. Do Are you going to want religion or spirituality as a part of it? Right. That's a foundational thing. Yep. And a lot of, I know friends who are like, oh, well, we'll see. It might change. It might do this. Yeah. And like, no, you're hoping right. for a change. Yeah. You're hoping for a possibility of them stepping in, but mm. that's not what they're showing you. Right. So why are you staying in a place where you know foundationally? Mm. And it's the hardest thing. I get it. I get it. it. I was so in hard. it for four and a half years. I get it. Right. I feel you. It's a long time to... And listen, mm. you're going to be so much more free. Oh my gosh. I was literally having a conversation with them, my roommate today. We're talking about... Um, I heard this stat on a podcast the other day and it was that like um, uh, 10,000 women were surveyed. It was by Self Magazine or something. And f- um, 10,000 women over 40. And they were asked if they would choose the, their significant other again. And 80% of them said no. 
80. 80% of them said they would not choose their significant other again. I was like, that is insane. It is so sad. It's so sad. But this is, and this is what we're talking about. It was just like, you know, I used to have the story of like, oh, like I'm really, like I feel really ready to meet my person, you know? And I thought I, you know, I had a relationship last year that was like fast and furious and beautiful and amazing, but wasn't the one. And like, I think just re back, opened me back up to like really just desiring that and craving that. And, um, but knowing like, ah, oh, like I'm just becoming so much better every single minute. Like I'm loving myself more, I'm knowing myself more, I'm knowing what I want more. And so of course that's gonna reflect in like who I'm gonna call in, who I'm gonna end up choosing. So it's like, we were just talking about like, I'm actually feeling so grateful. And again, it's like, the thing doesn't have to change. The way you see the thing has to change. And the irony is, is that once you change the way you see things, they actually do change, you know, because that yes. you then emit this different frequency. Like I'm like all of a sudden like, oh my God, I'm so grateful because I have so many friends and people who are in relationships that I know I would not choose. And this is the crazy thing because we really don't have many examples of relationships that are really amazing. Like as we grew up, even around us now, like it's sad. So that's the thing I did. Oh, you did? Oh, I love and that. And I am so incredibly grateful. I love that. Like beyond grateful. Yeah, you've seen what it is. Um, my grandparents were together for 55 years, oh. I believe it was. They met at 14. Oh. Both didn't go to high school. Yeah. I uh, got married at 16, had my dad at 16. Oh my goodness. Four That's kids crazy. later. Like, no. f- well, five, my dad and then four kids later. Yeah. So five kids. They built a business together. Um, and it wasn't until after they passed that I found out my my grandpa was an alcoholic. Oh, wow. My, you know, like they had Their rough things. times. Yeah, yeah. Struggles for mm-hmm. sure. But, and I would hear, of, but, but growing up, this was my experience of they were so freaking connected. Mm. And as my grandma was passing because she had lung cancer, oh, my, my, my pop, my grandpa was there like, Oh, he didn't eat if she didn't eat. He mm. tried to lift her every single time, even though he shouldn't have. Oh, he like, yeah. you never heard my grandpa say, I love you. He grew up really hard wow. life, like yeah. in East LA. So he grew up really hard. Wow. And we, every time we would say like, oh, I love you, pop. He'd say, okay, mija. Like that was, he didn't <laughs> yeah. say it back. You yep. just, you knew he totally did. Totally different generation. But as my grandma was passing, he is there like, I love you so much. and To like, you or to her? To her. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, we're all like uh, bawling, yeah. you know, the, all yep. the things. And then he passed a year later after she passed. Of course. Even though mm-hmm. all the family around, everything. Yeah. So I saw it. And mm-hmm. <laughs> it like, it blows my mind and it makes yeah. me want to cry because Aww. it's possible. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. And there, there again, but that went back to my example of, see, it's not easy. You know, they, they, they went through their struggles. They went through their stuff, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, they were both aligned in family in like creating that space. Like they were so family oriented and that was everything. Mm. And that would come above anything else. Mm. And so the fact that they were so aligned in what they wanted and in their values, Mm. that is what I was missing. Values. You know, values, values. That's values, values, everything values, that yeah. I can continue to go back into. That's why my dad knew. That's why everyone knew. People can see it. Yeah. yeah. My family it. knew. Yeah. I love that. So let's just dial in really quickly before we wrap up on quick question on, you know, you are now navigating a new space with your boob. Yeah. And like, because you guys do something really similar and we were having a conversation before we started recording about, you know, looking at other people that have built businesses and then seeing like they've done them with a partner and how that's really like created exponential growth. And I've totally thought that too with lots of people in our space that have that supportive partner and have the person who runs the back end and like being like, oh, that would be so good. Like to have someone to really like be there and do that with and I so used to desire that to have that merger I've since kind of changed a little bit but again the universe will send me whatever I'm meant to have yeah but maybe you can speak to a little bit about you're now in this precipice of essentially being able to create that right to create that kind of unity in your life and your business with Dom but this is also bringing up new interesting conversations with yourself that you're having so maybe you can kind of speak into that a little bit yeah, hundred percent. I used to look at women and be like, "I'm so jealous," you know. Like, yeah. <laughs> you get to do it with someone else who like supports you and like not just supports you in like good job, yeah, but like <laughs> yeah. supports you in the business yep. and like what you're creating. And I always thought that was so cool. 
Um, and I was, a, you know, I didn't realize how much I wanted it. And it's so funny because I'll talk to some of my girlfriends now and they'll be like, you used to talk about that all the time. Do you remember? And now you have it. Like, yeah. that's so amazing. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, that's so crazy. Right. <laughs> and it started with him just wanting to be like, I see how much you have to do. Give me something. Oh. And I'd be like, no. It, don't worry about it. Like, yep. it's mine. <laughs> you know? Uh, I can't receive yet. I can't receive yet. I can't receive yet. <laughs> I was just scared of like, yep. uh, I don't know what that would look like and, mm -hmm. and what that would be. So, no, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. And I would just continue to push it away, push it away. And then finally, he was like, I don't remember what it was, but he was just like, let me just, you don't have this set up. Like, let me just help you set up this. And mm -hmm. it was like some back end stuff. And yep. So I was like, okay, you can, yeah. you can start to like, just see what that would look like. Yeah. And so he set up like, organization in the back end mm -hmm. and then he talked with some of my team members mm -hmm. and then he like would set up tasks for them and then mm -hmm. he would set up this and then he would set up that and all of a sudden he's like organizing manager of my business yeah and having weekly calls with people yeah and I was like oh my god this is something I would have never done because I just don't have time right. or the capacity yep. to take it on yeah and here he is like just effortlessly mm. gracefully stepping mm. in mm. and it was so beautiful mm. but also scary still yeah. of like okay well what does this look like now yeah and how do we set up this kind of the business yep. and what does pay structure look like and what right. does you know it, and it became questions of everything mm -hmm. and then we're not engaged yeah like we we talk about marriage we joke about kids we yeah we know yeah like we no. Mm, <laughs> and that's the other thing I will say. Like, yeah. you know, like that whole thing when they say, you know, when you know. And they really do say that. It's so true, guys. Mm, like, I hate really to tell to you know. because I was resisting to it, too. Like, ah, oh, that works for some people, but yeah. not all. And, and maybe some people just takes longer to figure out. And no. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm going to tell you the cold, hard truth. You know when you know. Which is good. To, it's a relief. Again, it's like, again, just further permission to trust yourself because if you don't know, then you know. Exactly. Because just actually quickly, I want to add this in. I was listening to this podcast the other day and it was by this woman, Terry Cole, on the Mark Groves podcast. And she was saying that like whenever a woman says, I'm torn or I'm confused, she knows. Yep. She knows she's putting it off. And so this right is like, right? Like you guys, you know. If you, you do. don't know, then you know. Like yep. that's the answer right there. That is 100% the answer. Crazy. And it's hard and it's scary and I get it, but yep. lean in. Trust. Yes. Lean in and trust. Yes. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm doing. Yes. Leaning in. Mm. Trusting. Mm. Because we are like the first day that we talked, we talked about how we treat, what that looks like why we treat the way we do, how we build on connection, how we look at the person as an environment rather than mm -hmm. a body part. He was diving into like Wim Hof breathing and cold plunges. And mm -hmm. even though I'd only done it once at the time, right. I was like, oh, I do those too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I, I'm, I'm totally like so similar to you. <laughs> but it was, it was cool for me to be like, here's a therapist who's looking outside of the typical physical therapy courses yeah. and things. And he's actually not only applying it to patients, he's applying it to himself. Yeah. And it was something that I was so aligned with. Yeah. And it's just so crazy. And so now we're continuing to explore what does it look like to continue to like mold together and mm -hmm. what would that look like in the future? And we've already like we're in discussion of so many things mm -hmm. that we're going to create and mm -hmm. we want to build together. Mm -hmm. And though that's scary to be like, but I built this all on my own yep. and I did this. It doesn't take away from the fact that I did build something on my own yep. and that is effing incredible. Yeah. And I can have support from someone who thinks and does the same that I do and yep. can make it even better yep. and can support in such a way that I didn't have. Mm. And being able to be open, receive and and dive in. I'm just... It's everything. Oh, I love it. And it's so interesting as well because I was having this conversation with Alexi the other day and just talking about like, and there's that, that you know, that um, story of well, of, of like that, that town that gets flooded and that person that like, God's got me and it sends the boat and it's like, no, I'm good. God's got me. And then sends a helicopter and it's like, God's got me. You know, like I'm good. Like just essentially and then dies because it's like, and he's like, God, I thought you got me. And he's like, yeah, I sent a boat. I sent a helicopter. I sent all the things. And how we can get sent all of the support but still make it wrong or still make it like, oh, maybe I shouldn't because we've got these stories of like, I should keep going by myself or I should do, do, do or it shouldn't look like this. And it's like, 
life is sending you resources and support and help all the time but like we can get so stuck on things being a certain way that like we make it wrong you know or like the expectation of what it's supposed to look like or what I'm supposed to do yeah especially that comparison well they did it then this way so I'm supposed to do it this way no it can be however you want it to be yeah it doesn't have to be the same yeah and allow the the journey to shift Yes. And allow the journey oh, yes. to it evolve will. and flow. It will 100% like yeah. it's going to no matter what happens. Yep. And the more that you lean into that flow, mm. the better I guarantee the result is going to be. Yes. Oh, well, I feel like that feels like a really great place to to end on. Um, thank you so much for being here, my love. And thank you for being such a fun workout partner and all the things. I love spending time with you. And like, you're just like the most genuine, kind-hearted, sweet woman. And I just like love getting to build a friendship with you and hang out with you. You're just like such a treat in life. So thank you. Love. Yes. I 100% mirror that with Aww. you because you show up all the time. Like, Aww. yeah, I might come with the workouts, but you show up and you continue <laughs> to be like, when are we working out this? This week and so <laughs> I I need that accountability I crave that accountability and the fact that oh, you I continue to show up for me like that means so incredibly much so oh I love that um all right beauty well what is the best way that people can get in touch with you work with you be around you all of the things what's the best place that people can do uh Instagram is where I'm most popular yeah. I am building more on YouTube as well so you can get longer form content but um Doc Gen Fit cool. across the board for Perfect. all the things. So D O C J E N F I T. Yeah. 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 And then there's challenges that I run. There's different things. There's programs like so that you can be doing what Em yeah. and I are doing. Yes. <laughs> you know, and and continue to move, explore, and feel into your body. Amazing. And all of those links obviously will be down in the show notes. But really, really, like I could not endorse um, Jen and her approach more. It's really about building like a lifestyle and a body and health that really works for you for the long term in an individual way and like functional not just like get this result but fuck everything else (laughs) so definitely get on it and like you have really 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 accessible ways to like be a part of those programs like really really accessible so there's absolutely no reason to not jump in and be a part of that and you share so much amazing content on instagram as well so get up on that grill so i love you thank you for being here so there you have it, the beautiful Jen. And make sure that you go and follow her on Instagram at DocGenFit. And that link will also be down in the show notes because she really, really does share so much good value. And I hope that you got some insights and inspiration and some reconnection to your intuition through this episode and of course I would absolutely love to know what you took out of this episode by DMing me on Instagram Um, and of course you get those $600 worth of business building goodies when you leave a rating and review over on iTunes and then send that to podcast at consciousboss.com and then we will send you those amazing treats to support you in answering the call and stepping in and building your business if that is something that you are looking to do. So for now, I will see you guys on the next episode.